Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Friday, the 25th of June. The New South Wales Premier says the current Sydney COVID outbreak is the scariest period the state has faced since the start of the pandemic, warning the next few days are critical. The number of exposure sites has grown again overnight. Yesterday, there were 11 new cases recorded from more than 48,000 tests. The current outbreak stands at more than 40, with at least two mystery infections, including a hairdresser and a school student from the city's east. While a number of state MPs were forced into isolation yesterday after Agricultural Minister Adam Marshall tested positive to COVID, here is the New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian. This is perhaps the scariest period uh, that New South Wales is going through. It is a very contagious variant, but at the same time, we are at this stage comfortable that the settings that are in place are the appropriate settings, but that's so long as everybody does the right thing. The New South Wales Premier flagging tougher restrictions could come into force if the community does not follow the current rules. Epidemiologist Professor Nancy Baxter says we can't rule out a lockdown as yet. Even the best contact tracing, once it's really spread within the community, can't can't handle that. So over the next couple of days, it's going to be really critical. In Victoria, health authorities are watching closely for more cases of COVID after the Sydney outbreak spread to Melbourne with two new infections detected in Victoria yesterday. A man tested positive after attending a party in Sydney, which has now been flagged as a super spreading event. He returned to Melbourne where he worked at a dry cleaners, also passing on the virus to his boss. Police are also stepping up their presence along the border with New South Wales and we'll hear more details about that story from our reporter on the ground shortly. Meantime, as school holiday plans are thrown into chaos with the borders slamming shut, the Prime Minister says we need to keep the country open as much as possible. Scott Morrison says he's discussed with state leaders about allowing vaccinated Australians more freedom to travel domestically. But the Prime Minister has told Sky News states aren't on board with the idea as yet. You know, these are the steps that we've, we've, we've asked the states to consider Um, both to support the vaccination program, but also um, that when people get vaccinated, then, you know, we can keep Australia as open behind international borders. No one's talking about dropping those. But if we can keep Australia as open as possible behind those international borders, then we'll continue to see our economy do as well as it has been. And a major rescue operation is underway near Miami Beach in the US after a 12-storey beachside apartment block partially collapsed, leaving at least one person dead and almost 100 others unaccounted for. A large part of the building has been reduced to rubble with the terrifying collapse happening around 1.30am local time. Resident Ofi Osun Cohen lives on the fourth floor of the building and she's told NBC there were scenes of horror. We did hear screams. I don't even want to think about it. We did hear screams, but I couldn't tell where they were coming from, from the rubble, from the apartments. People were on their balconies, waving flashlights, yelling to the to the firefighters. So I, I'm not exactly sure where the sounds were coming from, to be honest. It's not known at this early stage what caused the apartment building to collapse. 
Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. And we start in Queensland and a win for the Premier, who's been pushing for a purpose-built quarantine facility. It's believed the Prime Minister has offered to pay for a new hub at an army barracks close to the city's airport. The proposed site would include 1,000 beds in an effort to limit the number of outbreaks from hotel quarantine. Our reporter David Chiraz has the details from Brisbane and says it follows months of disagreements over a proposed facility near Toowoomba. That's right, Tash. The stalemate might be over, with the Premier now mulling over the suggestion of a purpose-built facility at the Damascus Barracks near Brisbane Airport. It's understood the offer includes the pledge to pay for the hub if the Queensland state government builds and runs it. The letter from the Prime Minister, which Anastasia Palaszczuk has yet to decide on, includes the suggestion of a joint assessment of the site. Now, the barracks would need new structures, but fits the criteria for being close to an international airport and within an hour's drive of a suitable hospital. The Prime Minister had previously ruled out using defence facilities. And to Victoria, and just as Melbourne eases more COVID restrictions, the city is again on high alert with two new infections. Victorian authorities have stepped up their patrol of border protections on both the roads and at the airports to monitor who is crossing state lines. Our reporter, James Lake, has the latest from Melbourne. Yeah, that's right, Tash. We had more than 100 authorised officers stationed at Melbourne and Avalon airports last night to meet people who were arriving on flights coming in from Sydney. From almost 2,000 passengers screened on those flights, 172 were detected from specific red zone areas and they'll now be made to isolate for 14 days. Victoria's declaration of Greater Sydney as a red zone and Wollongong doesn't include Sydney Airport for transitioning passengers, but people with connecting flights must stay in the airport. Now for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Effie Zahos, editor at Large at Canstar. Effie, good morning. Businesses are already feeling the heat from Sydney's COVID restrictions, and it's not just hurting businesses. And of course, there is no immediate financial support available for people. Yeah, that, that is so true, Tasha. I was speaking to the Accommodation Association last night, and this is how it's playing out right now. The, the Sydney restrictions will see a loss of about $5 million a week, and that's just in lost room revenue. It's down about 70%. It moves fast. Regional New South Wales has also been impacted because people are cancelling their holidays around the Hunter, Newcastle, Central Coast. You know, you close down an area like Greater Sydney, you know, the biggest economy in Australia, and it's not just New South Wales uh, that businesses that feel the heat. Um, You also uh, get other places, popular holiday destinations like the Gold Coast, Far North Queensland, WA, Melbourne, and even Tassie, they're going to suffer. Some good news for these guys, though, is is that from this morning, I believe the hotspot ban for Melbourne has been lifted. So hopefully, you know, some Melbournians will be able to travel to Queensland and pick up some of these cancellations. And the super rise, we're quite excited about this increase in super from July 1, but devil is always in the detail. Some employees actually could get a pay cut. Yeah, and if you've been looking in the headlines, the papers have got this even this morning, there are a few companies making headlines around this very issue. So the additional 0.5% super guarantee, which is set to come to effect on July 1, that's like next week, next Thursday, may actually come at the expense of a pay cut. Now, this increase in SG contributions was supposed to be good news, as you say. A a rise of 0.5 to 10% means about $420 a year extra in super for someone on the average full-time pay of about $84,000. And the long-term benefit of this, venture is going to reach 12%, according to ASFA, is for an average 30-year-old worker, they can expect about $85,000 more in their super retirement. 
But whether this is good news or bad news, as you said, comes down to the detail. It depends on how your pay is structured. Now, companies that use a total package structure for salaries to combine the base pay and the super, they're not legally obliged to lift pay in response to the change, unlike employees that pay staff a base base amount plus their super. But the good news is most workers should not be impacted by this technicality. Award wage earners should be getting more money in their super from July 1 without any reduction in their take-home pay, and so too many people who work under the enterprise agreement. I think the best thing here is if you're unsure of what I've just said, speak to your employer to know where you stand. Great advice. Happy Friday, Effie. Thank you. Thanks, Di. Time for sport now. Dave Dolan and Dave just days out for them. State of Origin Game 2 and Blues coach Brad Fittler has fired a shot into the Maroons camp, making some extraordinary claims. Yeah, that's right, Tash. Freddie has certainly stirred the pot here, accusing teenage rookie Reese Walsh of milking penalties. He's only played seven games in the NRL, but Fittler claims Walsh has form exaggerating injury in front of the ref. And he hopes it's something we don't see on Sunday night. One thing he will be coming to grips with is that, you know, this is a next another level. Obviously, the interest around the game. And you know, hopefully he's read DCE's gentleman's agreement, I think. You know, he's, he's playing with the big boys now. And, you know, that's the way it should be played in Origin. That's Freddie speaking on Nine there. And Taj, the women's state of Origin is on tonight on the Sunshine Coast. Queensland are chasing back-to-back wins. And still on the NRL, Dave, and a couple of Canterbury players are in trouble for breaching the NRL's COVID rules. Uh, Well, yeah, so these three players, Dylan Napa, Brandon Wakeham and Aaron Schott, went to a Bondi pub last Sunday, and that's the same time as someone who tested positive. So that venue is now an exposure site. The trio has been ordered to self-isolate while the squad won't train until their results come back. Thankfully, there aren't any NRL games this weekend, but it's not a good look as the NRL had a pretty clear directive to all players, don't go to any restaurants or bars in the Waverley Council area. So these players can now expect some kind of punishment. And to the AFL, finally, Dave, the Lions have shown they are the real deal, posting a big win over Geelong last night. Yeah, it was a big one, Taj, that 44-point victory to Brisbane, ending Geelong's six-game winning streak. Joe Danaher leading the way. He booted four goals. It means the Lions leapfrogged the Cats into third spot on the ladder. Brisbane coach Chris Fagan says it's the sort of win they needed. I think it was important for us to try and start to win against those other top four sides. I mean, we haven't been able to do that at all this season yet. So it's always better as you're going into the latter end of the year to to record those sorts of victories if you can. Tonight, it's Richmond and St Kilda at the MCG. And that's the first AFL game to be played in front of a Melbourne crowd, Tash, in nearly a month. Yeah, extraordinary big weekend. We're so excited for sport. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Tash. And a petty neighbourhood dispute in the UK has gone viral. Neighbours Graham and Irene Lee were fed up with a tree that had been in their street for 25 years. Its branches were hanging over their driveway and noisy and messy birds living in the tree were also driving them crazy. So they took matters into their own hands, cutting it right down the middle. Under British law, it is legal for neighbours to cut any branches that hang over onto their yard, while the half tree has now become a local tourist attraction, as you do. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode and a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Happy Friday. Have a great weekend. Stay safe and we'll see you bright and early 
on Monday. Listener.